service. My name is Pastor Todd Coconato. So blessed that you're here on this Sunday. Uh, I obviously am not in my typical studio. I am on the road, but I have vowed never to miss Sunday service uh, because to me, this is one of my favorite times of the week, to be quite honest with you. And I'm so thankful that we get to gather from all around the world, come together and be in the presence of the Lord. And that's what we're going to do today. Uh, did you have a good week? I hope you did. Uh, mine has been busy. It's been good. It's been bad. It's been busy. Uh, but praise God. Uh, I think that we're moving forward. I feel like uh, the Lord is is moving on our behalf. We're seeing people get healed. We're seeing people get delivered. Uh, we're seeing people get set free. We're seeing people come to know Jesus Christ. And to me, that means for a good day. That means for a good week. And so uh, whatever you're going through in your life today, I just pray that during this next hour or so that you'd be able to lay that down at the foot of the cross and let the Lord carry your burden. I know some of you are coming to this broadcast today. You're heavy laden. You're burdened. You're burdened for the world. You're burdened for your, your finances. You're burdened for your loved ones. You're burdened for your sons and your daughters that may be in the world right now, or maybe not serving the Lord. Some of you are contending for a spouse that's in rebellion or is angry or mean. Uh, somebody is con contending for their job. And, you know, there's just a lot of things going on. Of course, we're all concerned about our nation, you know, the direction of this country. And of course, that's why I'm on the road is because we're fighting for this nation. Uh, we are not going to go down without a fight. We're going to stand, like the Bible says, occupy until he comes. And uh, I believe that the Lord responds to the prayers of the righteous. In fact, I know that he does. And I, I really believe God is doing something. I really believe he's up to something. I think that this time that we're in right now, that when the Lord moves, it'll be so clear that it was a move of God because no man could do what God is going to do. And I think it needed to get to that point. I think that, you know, even if President Trump was in the White House right now, many people might have given him the credit. Many people might have given others the credit. Uh, but you know what? As much as I want Trump in the White House, I would love to see that. We fought very hard in 2016 and 2020. But what I'm saying is, is this has to be not a political figure, not man. This has to be an act of God. And, and, and we know in the scripture what God says in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, will turn from their wicked ways. You know, we need to repent. We need to turn from our wicked, wicked ways. Our nation has got way off course. And, uh, and it's time for a course correction. And I believe God is separating the wheat from the chaff. I believe this is a pivotal crossroads moment. In fact, I'm going to read in just a few minutes a word that I gave. Uh, just, I think, last night, actually, uh, talking about uh, the Lord gave me a word, and we're going to talk about this this morning. The, the subject of the message is going to be new wineskin, new wineskin. Now, as you probably notice, uh, there's no bells and whistles on the service today. We didn't have the worship. Uh, we didn't have the intro. This is just a raw feed, and that's because there's no way that we can produce this live from where I'm at and have the typical, you know, a full service with the ins and the outs and all the all the nice things that make it look so much better. Uh, but if you tune in on our Rumble channel later in the week, we will add those things. Also, we are streaming on Brighteon.com, Brighteon.com uh, on the Sunday. It's their Brighteon TV. Uh, they stream our Sunday service. And so uh, if you're watching on Brighteon, you say, what is he talking about? I saw all the bells and whistles. That's because by the time you're watching this, we added it. Uh, but this is a live feed. If you see it on Facebook right now or on uh, YouTube, uh, that's why it doesn't look like a typical Sunday service. But I didn't want to miss today because I'm excited about this word and I believe that that God is moving. And so, look, I know you guys don't care about all the bells and whistles. You, you care about spending time together, you know, hearing the word of God. We're hungry. We're thirsty for righteousness. That's what this group you are the remedy. You, you know, that's what we're about. We hunger and thirst for righteousness. We just want authenticity. We want truth. We want to hear truth because we know that it's the truth that sets the captive free. We, we don't want somebody sugarcoating the gospel. We don't want somebody, you know, just preaching a glorified motivational message. We want to hear meat. We want to be fed. We want to spend time in the presence of the most high God. We want to come together with like-minded people. And so that's why I'm here because I love you guys. And as tired as I am and as busy as we've been, like I said, this is probably my most favorite time of the week when we get to come together as a remnant community. So I just appreciate you. And I just want to say thank you to each and every person on here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for praying for us and praying for other remnant warriors. 
Thank you for standing. Thank you for praying this through and not giving up. Thank you for not growing weary and doing good. Thank you for having faith. You know, I, I can only imagine that God is extremely pleased that we have faith because he says in his word, it's the faith of a mustard seed that's going to move the mountain. And we have many mountains that need to be moved, but we have faith that God is willing and he's able and he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And so that's what encourages me, friends, because God has never let me down all the years. He's never let me down. Whatever your situation, whatever it is right now that's on your heart, if you're heavy laden, if you're burdened today, just remember how many times God came through for you before. Remember all the miracles that he's done in your life before, things that we may have forgotten about. He is a miracle working God. He knows your situation. He hears your prayers. And I believe he's going to come uh, through even exceedingly and abundantly than what we even anticipate because our human brain can't really wrap our mind around the goodness of God and the plan of the Lord because it's not our plan. It's his plan and it's his timing. And so I'm just thankful that we are still here. We're breathing. We were raised up for a time as this. God knew we'd be alive in this hour. He sent us each other to encourage one another and to go deeper. Because I know many of you, just like me, are tired of the preachers that aren't really preaching the truth. And thank God we can come together as a community. We can preach the whole truth and stand for the whole word of God and not sugarcoat things and talk about real stuff. That Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that ability. So if you just found us for the first time, I want to welcome you to the remnant. And we're going to pray. This is, We're going to take the offering right now, and then we're going to get into the message. Uh, but I'm just so thankful that you tuned in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. And I just am thankful that you're here. And you can make comments on the Facebook Live and, you know, connect with one another. Listen, friend one another. You know, find other remnant warriors out there that are, that are close to you. Get together with them. People that are in your state. I'm telling you, this is what we need to do. You know, we need to get together with one another. We need to know one another. We need to have fellowship. I know it's a little different than what we're used to, but you know what? God has set this whole thing up. He knows what he's doing. And so I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged that you're here today. And I'm encouraged about what the Lord spoke about a new wineskin. I think it's going to be a powerful revelation. So let's go ahead and pray and take the offering. If you want to give, you can go to Todd Coconato, C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O, like Coconato, Todd, T-O-D-D, Coconato at, uh, I'm sorry, toddcoconato.com slash give toddcoconado.com slash give if that's too hard to figure out we made it super easy you can just go to www.pastortodd.org and you can see right on the top it says give and that's how we keep this ministry going and we're able to do so many different things we are very actionable and we are seeing victories and we're seeing wins in fact i just saw a pastor this week that had a huge win uh, some really powerful things that are going on at the Religious Liberty Coalition, at Todd Coconado Ministries. We are taking back the territory for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And we are going to fight for this nation these next couple months. I'm telling you, the gloves are coming off, my friends. You're going to hear me be bolder than ever before because God said, take the gloves off, stand, stand, and stand again. When there's nothing left to do, stand. You know, it's the truth that sets the captive free. we got to remember the word of God does not return back void when you speak the word of god it does not return back void and so that's what's going to happen hallelujah let's pray heavenly father we just thank you for this offering we thank you for the ties you say bring the ties to the storehouse you say test me in this and lord god we are gonna we're gonna literally see people that are on here lord that that are dealing with financial challenges i believe their breakthroughs at hand i believe lord god this is an insurance policy as we see the economy going down the uh you know, people are talking about recession, bear market, all this crazy stuff. But Lord, in you, there is no lack. You own a cattle on a thousand hills. And I believe this group is going to be protected, even if the economy crashes, even if the dollar crashes. I believe this group is going to be protected. And Lord, I, I just, you know, once I started understanding that tithes were literally an insurance policy on my finances and that we can't outgive you, Lord God, we cannot outgive you. And so I just thank you that each and every person watching would be blessed, pressed down, shaken together and running over in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just pray for the message. Lord, we just thank you for this message. We invite your presence. We invite your glory. Lord God, speak through me. Use me today as a vessel. Lord God, let me be pure before you, Lord God. Consecrate me. Sanctify me, Lord God. Each and every person that's watching, I pray that they would have key takeaways today. This wouldn't just be a regular, normal Sunday. This would be an extraordinary Sunday. Even though it's different circumstances and I'm not in the studio, whatever. 
But Lord God, I pray that your spirit would move, that this would be anointed by your spirit. And Lord, people would be touched. People would be set free. They'd be healed. They'd be delivered. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm already feeling the glory here. Hallelujah. Well, listen, the Lord gave me a word, and the word is new wine skin. He said, you can't put old wine, I'm sorry, new wine and old wine skin. And I'm going to read from my notes, and then we're going to get into this. I think it's going to be a big revelation for many of you. Uh, why so many people don't get it? Because the question is, why is it that there's some, even believers, that seem to have their heads buried? Why is it that we have such an urgency in this group, and, and yet there's some people that are acting like it's 1989? How can that be? And why is that? Do they lack discernment? Well, I would say they do. Uh, are they inquiring of the Holy Spirit? I'd say probably not. Uh, they're probably not in, in, in an active prayer life because if they were and they were in the word of God, they were getting revelations and dreams and visions. Um, for the most part, they would be they would have the urgency that we have. And I'm not saying that we're like some better, you know, I'm not trying to be elitist here. But but I think, you know, when when you could find another what I call remnant person, you know, you know, right away because there's a like mindedness and, you know, they get it. I mean, I'm telling you, I meet people all around the country. And I meet these people, I never even talked to them before. And it's like, we're finishing each other's sentences. Why? Because I know they're in the spirit. The Bible says, you know them by their fruit. I know they're in the spirit. I know they've spent time with Yeshua. I know they've spent time in the secret place. I know that they're, they're hungering and thirsting for righteousness. How do I know that? Because what's coming out of their mouth is, is, is from the abundance of their heart. And they're speaking visions and they're speaking dreams and they're speaking prophetically. And they're also in accordance to the word of God, by the way, but they understand the hour, they're watchmen on the wall, they get it. Does that make sense? They get it. And then there's other people, and I know you know what I'm talking about, and, and it's like these people don't get it at all, but yet they call themselves believers. There's not an urgency. There's not a major concern. Uh, you know, there's no anguish. Uh, I talked about anguish when I was speaking at the Reawake America tour down in uh, Myrtle Beach, and it was very well received, but it was a very intense message. Where is the urgency? We've got to have anguish, you know, and it's like, I, I think there's some people that just literally don't see it. And, and they're, you know, the Bible says even the elect are going to be deceived. But, you know, there's people that just for, for whatever it is, they're not inquiring of the Holy Spirit. Maybe they've never learned to hear the voice of God. And unfortunately, that's a, a sobering reality of the, of the state of the church today. But there's many churches and many pastors that do not equip the, the congregants and the people as, as the shepherd, they don't equip the sheep to, to understand how to hear from the Lord themselves. You know, I hope that you get that from this ministry. I hope if you've been tuning in every week that you get that, that, you know, as much as I'd love to give you a word and I get words and I put words up, you know, I'm encouraged when I see you hearing from the Holy Spirit yourself and, and you getting a word. But, you know, a lot of the times it's just knowing that still small voice getting to know who God is. And, you know, I was talking to somebody in my family about this, who, who's not as close with the Lord. You know, they want to be, and they've been struggling, but they say, you know, I don't understand the Bible. And it's, it's very stressful for me when I read it. It just doesn't make sense. And I said, ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal. And also though, you got to do your due diligence. You know, this same person is on the internet a lot. They're on Facebook, they're on different things. I said, put in the effort that you put into social media, put in the effort that you put in your extracurricular stuff, you know, the shows that you like to watch the, you know, whatever it is that's your hobby, take that time that that passion should be given to Christ, that passion should be getting in the word that passion. Listen, this has been the problem in our country is we've literally been asleep at the wheel. Satan has come in and, he, and he's literally embedded, uh, you know, his operatives, for lack of a better word, we call them the deep state. But, you know, basically demonize people that have a wicked agenda and, and they've embedded in every segment of society. Like Lance Walner likes to call it the seven mountains of influence. But every one of those mountains of influence, they, they've literally been taken over by demonic people, people that are demonized. Why? Because there's been a vacuum where the church of, of Jesus Christ was lacking. We didn't go into government. We didn't equip people. We were we were apathetic. We were complacent. And now in this late hour, people are starting to wake up and say, oh, my gosh, what happened to our country? Like, how is this happening? Well, this has been a slow creep. It's like a frog that's been boiling in water. This has been happening for decades now. But unfortunately, you know, the seeker friendlyism culture and, you know, the, the hyper grace movement and all the different things that happen in the church. 
And, and there was a very, you know, not a lot of people, very small group of people that have been sounding the alarm on these issues for a while. And now we find ourselves in a in an absolute pivotal crossroads moment where we could literally lose this country. And this, I'm not just talking about America. I mean, we just saw the, the elections in Australia. You know, they went even farther left. Is that is that did they have fair elections there? I don't know. You know, we just saw in France a similar thing. You know, did, did they have fair elections? I mean, Canada, similar thing, not too long ago. And yet it seems like the people are wanting change. It seems like the people are wanting, you know, more conservative, go back to family values, go back to their roots. But yet, for whatever reason, it seems like all these countries are still going farther and farther left. And so it seems like there's an embedded, you know, corrupt element in each one of these societies that has been able to usurp the will of, of the people. And now it's like uh, criminal elements run these countries. It's very sad. And so we're frustrated and we're trying to figure out how do we take this thing back, you know, without having to go into a full-blown war. And uh, the way to do this is, is to call upon the name of the Lord to turn back to Jesus Christ, to repent and to get as many people saved and set free and healed and delivered. So we literally change the culture because Jesus changes the culture when Jesus gets into the hearts of the people. See, every time there's a society that moves away from God, you see these things. You know, as soon as the society starts moving farther and farther from God, you're going to see all kinds of perversion. You're going to see all kinds of, of decrepit things because that's what comes in when the Lord goes out. You know, it's demonic stuff. And so there's pastors that are afraid to call a spade a spade. They don't even want to call it demonic. They don't even want to call out. In fact, they say it's crazy to say everything spiritual warfare, even though the Bible says our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. But they don't want to teach spiritual warfare. They don't want to talk about spiritual warfare. They tell you you're crazy. You're extreme. If you start talking about it, they start labeling you different things. You're this, you're that. You know, all these things. And, and the same thing for if you believe that God is in the miracle working business. They say, oh, he's not really in the miracle working business. How are you going to tell me he's not in the miracle working business? He wants to move right now. He wants to move today. But see, unfortunately, we've let this thing get so far out of hand. and so now. We're in this very dangerous place. And, and we could be like the children of Israel where we go into captivity. This is, there's nothing new under the sun. This has happened historically before when the people of God turned away and they turned to false gods and idols and they, and they forgot the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We've seen this before. So there's ways we can win it. And that's why you have an urgency because you're in tune with the spirit. But some of you may, have, may share that frustration that my family member had. And you may say, I still, I don't know. You know, I get into the scripture, but it's hard. I, I you know, I have attention span, just, you know, deficit disorder, whatever that thing, ADHD or whatever they call it, you know, where, the, where I can't really concentrate. You know, some of you have been labeled certain things. You've been told, you know, you're this or you're that by some doctor or some psychologist or psychiatrist, and you've been labeled. And I'm here to tell you that the sun sets you free. That's what the Lord does. He can heal your mind. He can heal any problem that you're dealing with. He can heal whatever man labeled you a sickness and disease you know they called you uh you know somebody who's bipolar or whatever listen these are these are terms that man have come up with but these many times many times my friends and don't get mad at me for saying this but i have to do my due diligence i got to speak as a shepherd as a pastor many times these things are spiritual problems that have not been dealt with but because you know no one was equipped to tell you or they weren't bold enough to tell you that you needed deliverance you needed healing and so how do you get that you call upon the name of the lord you, you get to know the word of God. You spend time in the word of God. So if you have a hard time knowing the word of God and you can't, you know, you have attention span disorder or whatever, you know, where you you get in there and you start reading and then you just can't even, you know, take any of it in. You know, there's so many different tools. You know, I'm a very visual learner. I think I've shared that with you before. I like watching. So every time I want to learn a Bible story, I'll watch a couple of videos on it. I mean, you know, and, uh, and if, look, if you're watching this video, here you go. Right. I mean, that's why we're here. You know, so God has given us tools to equip us because he's so good and he's so gracious and he's so merciful. And he's so kind and he's so patient. And he's so long suffering. So we don't have any excuse. In fact, we can download the Bible app on our phones and we could literally play. We could press play and it'll play the Bible. So if you don't like to read or you can't read or whatever, I'm not making fun of you. You know, if that's the case, all you got to do is turn on the Bible app and, and just press play and it'll there's some great people that have recorded the whole bible and just sit there and listen i mean it's great they even put like little you know noises in the i mean it's like a whole story 
but it's the word of God. Sometimes when I'm driving and I have a long drive, I'll just throw on the Bible and I'll get new things that I've never even heard, even though I've read through the Bible several times from front to back, but I still get new stuff or things that I didn't remember. I say, well, that's really in there. And I'll go back and I'll listen to sure, sure enough it is. And I'll study about it. But we have to become researchers, my friends. Okay, we, we got to research. We can't let everybody else do all the researching for us. We can't let everybody else do all the studying for us. Some of this stuff, look, I'm telling you right now, I'm just, can I be real? I'm tired right now. Can I be real? I've had a super long week and I would love just to be chilling right now. Okay, but why am I doing this? Because I care and I love you, but also because I know God is doing something in this group. And so, you know, it's just like that. Like when you're tired, or when you really don't feel, maybe maybe today you don't feel like it, or maybe you don't, you know, but press in and say, God, give me the strength. God, give me the endurance and, and, and study and start researching and, and learn the stories. Just learn all the stories that are in the Bible. You know, who is Ruth? Learn about Ruth. Who is Boaz? Learn about Boaz. You know, who is uh, John the Baptist? Learn about John the Baptist. Who is Noah? Learn. Get to know all the stories because God is downloading that stuff in our spirit for a reason. It doesn't return back void. And, and, you know, I often say there's nothing new under the sun. Much of what's in the word of God teaches us how to handle certain situations that come up in our life. Does that make sense? I know I'm kind of going off here. So I want to talk about this word that I gave. It's about the new wineskin. And I'm going to read from my notes. It says these parables found in Mark 2, 18 through 22. Mark 2, 18 through 22. Begin with a statement that the Pharisees and the disciples of John the Baptist were fasting. The twice weekly fast was a tradition that was adopted by the legalistic Pharisees at the time, even though the Mosaic law prescribed only one fast on the Day of Atonement. And that's found in Leviticus 16.29, if you're taking notes, Leviticus 16.29. And it goes all the way to 31. Some people came to Jesus and they asked him why his disciples did not fast like the Pharisees and those of John's disciples who had remained loyal to the Pharisaic traditions. Jesus' response is given in three short parables. And that's what we're going we're gonna to listen to today is those parables. And then I'm going to read from the word that God gave me. And I really believe that this is going to encourage you and exhort you and, and really kind of color in the lines of kind of what's happening right now. Because as we're seeing, you know, even people in your church, even people in your family that are not getting it where we're at. And it's like, you can tell, I'm going I'm to put a term on them. They're an old wineskin person. They're not getting where we are in the timeline. They're not getting the urgency. And that's because I believe they're an old wineskin. Okay, so here, here's the deal. The first one is a parable of the bridegroom with his groomsmen at a wedding feast. Jesus' point, his point here is that fasting during the wedding feast is pointless. And so in this story, uh, Jesus is the bridegroom. And while he is present in this world, it is a time of celebration because he is the fulfillment of their messianic prophecy. So Jesus is the fulfillment of all the prophecies about the Messiah. You know, if any, uh, if any of you, you know, I, I, my mom was half Jewish. Uh, her father was fully Jewish. He came to know Messiah. If you're uh, somebody who's Jewish and you've come to know Messiah, that doesn't mean you're not Jewish anymore. You're always going to be Jewish. Come on. Okay. But the thing is, is that you've come to know Messiah. And so that's the key. Jesus is the Messiah. He's the fulfillment of the messianic prophecies. Jesus himself said he came to fulfill the law. He didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. That's what was prophesied, right? And that's found in Matthew 5, 17, okay? So to continue fasting with Jesus present is akin to fasting and being mournful during a wedding celebration in which the groom is present. Does that kind of make sense? So the two other parables, which are similar, make the same point. The first one says, you don't put a new patch on an old garment. And the second says, you don't put new wine in an old wineskin. In the first parable, if you put a patch on an old garment, when the new patch shrinks due to washing, it will tear away from the older garment, making the tear worse. Now, similarly, okay, new wine needs a new wineskin because as the new wine expands during the fermentation process, it stretches the wineskin. An old wineskin will burst under the pressure of new wine. These two parables illustrate the fact that you can't mix old religious rituals, hello, with new faith in Jesus Christ, okay? Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Jesus' disciples were not fasting along with the Pharisees and John's disciples because they were now under the new covenant of grace and faith in Jesus Christ. As mentioned earlier, Jesus fulfilled the law. Therefore, there's no longer any need to continue with the old rituals. Jesus cannot be added to a works-based religion. In the case of the Pharisees, they were consumed with their own self-righteousness and faith in Jesus cannot be combined with self-righteous rituals. Woo! <laughs> All right. So it, for those of you like me, that at some point in your life or in your ministry, you have been under a teacher, a pastor, a church, whatever you want to call it, that is extremely religious. I call it a spirit of religion. Now, now look, is religion always bad? You know, I mean, look, we're of the Christian faith. Some people will consider that our religion. So I'm not saying it's all bad. But, but when you operate under religiosity instead of under a true relationship with Jesus Christ, see, that relationship is, is like a relationship with your spouse. It's like a relationship with somebody super important in your life. Think of how many seasons you've been through. You know, if you've been married for a while, you've been through different seasons, maybe ups, downs, newlywed. You know, there's all different seasons in a marriage. You know, it's not always going to be, you know, the mountaintop experience. It's not always going to be the, you know, the, the valley experience. There's ups and downs. That's why when you get married, you say for richer or for poorer till death do us part. Now, obviously, I put up a post this week. I know many of you responded to it. Thank you for being honest. And I really had a heart for this. Uh, but, you know, you've been in abusive relationships in the past. You've been in a bad marriage and you had to get out. And look, I'm not here to condemn you or judge you. OK, we all have you know, we've talked about what the Bible says on marriage before. I definitely stand for marriage, but I also stand for what the word of God says. And I also understand that there's times. When you got to remove yourself from a very toxic, dangerous situation. And I don't think you should be shamed for that, by the way. Okay. See, this is religion. Now, religion would shame you. Oh my gosh, you got a divorce. Oh, you're awful. You're horrible. You can never be in ministry again. We'll never invite you back. You know how many people I've seen that have been restored from something like that? And the Lord's used them in great and mighty ways. So look, we're not done just because we've been through a bad season or something happened in our life. Or it may not be, you know, what religion or Pharisees would want to see from a believer. But, you know, here's the thing. He was without sin through the first stone. You know, you may have had an abortion at one point and, and, you know, you hold that against yourself and you're so angry with yourself and you just you, you hang your head low with shame because of what you did. And you hear guys like me talking about how bad abortion is and we're pro-life and all this stuff. But I want to encourage you as much as I'm pro-life and as much as I'm pro-marriage. Okay, I'm not going to judge you or condemn you if you've been through a divorce, you've had an abortion. All I'm going to say is I hope you repented. And if you're repented and you turn from that, that's your past. It's thrown in the sea of forgetfulness. Okay, religion would tell you that you're you're washed up, you're dirty, you're, you're you know, you need to have shame and, you know, they'd hold you down. Don't hang around people like that, my friends. Listen, I'm going to be real with you. If that's what your life's been for the last 10 years, people shaming you over something that happened in the past. Maybe you need to find a new crowd. I, I Here's the saying I say, go where you're appreciated, not where you're tolerated, okay? These religious Pharisee type people, look, they're going to find something on everybody, okay? They find stuff on me. You see these people online that try to tear me apart? You, know, you got to have thick skin these days because they try to tear you apart if you're a minister. And I never I never profess that I'm perfect. I never try to sit here and say, oh my gosh, I'm perfect or follow my every move. I say, follow God, not Todd. Now, I want to be a good example and I hold myself to high standard because I, I know that God holds leaders to high standard. I don't take that lightly, you know, and trust me, I'm not going to be out there doing some foolish stuff like some of these people do. I can't imagine how some of these people do some of the things, especially pastors, and they've hurt so many of you. And I never want to be that person. I never want to be that person that hurts you or does something to cause you to stumble. And so I do hold myself to a high standard. I also have accountability and elders and mentors and a whole system of checks and balances around me. But it's not easy. But the whole thing is, is that I'm not perfect and I never profess that. And I hope that you would never think that of me, because if there is a day when I when my humanity kicks in and I do something foolish, I want you to know, look, I'm I'm not perfect. But, you know, I, I, I understand what it means to be a pastor and I'm doing all that I can to stand for righteousness. And so, you know, I think uh, that's very important, very, very important. And I and by the way, I love the Lord and I fear the Lord. I have a healthy fear of the Lord and I have conviction of the Holy Spirit. I hope that we all have that. But these Pharisee type people, these, old, you know, it's old wineskin. So let me read from this word here, because this word is going to kind of put this all together. And this is where we're going to go right now. So a word from the Lord. And I'm sorry that I have to read this and I can't look at you, but it's a new wineskin season. Amen. It's a new wineskin season. In Jesus day, when he walked the earth as fully God and fully man, 
people used animal skins, okay? Like goat skin for storing liquids and fermented drinks like wine expanded. And since old wine skin would have already been stretched to its limit, the new wine would tear the seams, okay? So this is why new wine needed to be preserved in new wine skins. As the wine expanded, the new skins would stretch and accommodate it. This is an important analogy and one we should take note of. Where, what's, where, where, where am I going with this? You're gonna hear it in just a minute, okay? Jesus was making a very specific point to John the Baptist. It was here that he was gonna do something completely new. You know, that's what revival is. It's when God does something new, it's a new thing. You know, revival is new life. That's literally what revival is, it's new life. So if, if, if John or anyone else tried to make sense of it though, in a lens of old expectations and regulations, they'd miss the amazing thing that was happening. Through Jesus, God was redeeming the world to himself. And if people expected this to look familiar to what God had done before, they wouldn't understand it. He didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it, right? Amen. I believe this is a new wineskin season. Let me explain. The church continues to be in a major season of disruption. Amen. A shaking. Okay. There are many things with spiritual significance that are happening. I mean, we're seeing it like it's unprecedented how many things that are happening for, with, with spiritual significance. Do you agree? I mean, you know, just turn on the news. I mean, the Bible is literally coming to life before our eyes, right? Actually, don't turn on the news, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so they're, they're all happening at once. And from biblical prophecy being fulfilled to some false prophets and ministries being exposed to major miracle signs and wonders happening, and even the beginning of what appears to be a massive harvest and great awakening. These are exciting and yet turbulent times. I like to refer to them as the best of the times and the worst of times at the same time. And I don't believe we're going back to normal. A lot of people are saying, I want to go back to normal. I, want to go back. I don't think it's coming back. I don't think normal is coming back. But maybe, um, but that's okay because we were made for a time as this. Amen. How often do I say that? We're made for a time as this. You were made for this time. It's not too much for you. It's not too much for you to bear. It's not too much. Uh, the church, uh, so here we go. Sorry. I know I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here today. Uh, God has kept many of his best assets hidden for this specific time period. He has kept many remnant warriors, remnant believers, with powerful callings and anointings hidden in preparation for this hour. Amen. Have you seen that? New voices being raised up. Many of you are seeing your territory being expanded. The Lord is using you in new, fresh ways. I know I've seen this as well. Uh, and even though many of these remnant people have been around in ministry for a while, God waited until the season to raise them up and expand their territory. This is strategic. More no names. And I don't mean they don't have a name. I just mean people that are not recognized. They're not in the Christian celebrity culture. Okay. will be raised up soon. This will continue as God has separated the wheat from the tares and is looking for those who have fought their lion and bear warriors who are ready to stand and fight in a spiritual manner. The battle is not one of flesh and blood. It is absolutely spiritual to the core. Old wineskin and new wineskin may clash at times. Have you seen this? This is similar to how the Pharisees taunted and attacked Jesus. God is removing the leaven and the religious spirit from the body of Christ. He will expose the Pharisees and those who are in it for the wrong reasons. He will expose corruption. He will expose those who are building their own kingdoms and not the kingdom of the Most High God. This is not a time to mock God or bear false witness. Those who do will be outed and taken out quickly. The hour is late and the time is short. There is also an urgency. Hallelujah. There must be. The remnant people get this. You get this. Okay. They feel it in your spirit. They know something big is happening. They sense more to come soon. Do you sense that? Something's going to happen pretty soon here. I do. Uh, they, those who lack urgency are not part of the new wine scheme. Anyone inquiring of the Holy Spirit understands that this is a very significant period of time, and we're at a pivotal crossroads and moment of decision. The church is called to be the head and not the tail. We're meant to occupy until he comes. Those who are seeking the Lord and in tune with the Spirit understand the feeling of anguish. We must be willing to pray, fast, contend, and call upon the name of the Lord. We must be bold and not allow fear to take root. We must learn how to spend time in the secret place and renew our strength in Jesus Christ. Uh, this is a time to be watchmen on the wall. This is a time to be sober-minded. We must have ears to hear and eyes to see. We must learn to hear the voice of the Lord and operate in discernment. We are called to be obedient to the voice of the Lord. Amen. It is. It is. It will become more and more clear who is old wineskin and who is new wineskin. But have grace, be merciful, 
and yet take note of your alignments. Also, be wise in whom you take counsel from. Some will get it, others will not. Find other remnant people who have a pure heart, pure streams. You will know them by their fruit. This is an exciting season. I believe the church's greatest hour. We know we have one more round. The Lord spoke that, remember? The end is not yet, but it is soon. Let's take this time to be about the business of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. His name is Jesus. Don't be afraid to call a spade a spade. Remember, we are meant to be set apart. God also said to come out from among them. Don't cast pearls before swine. If someone doesn't get the vision, don't look for everyone's approval. God is willing to give great dreams and visions in this hour to his willing vessels. Strive to be in his perfect will. Live a lifestyle of repentance. And I would add holiness, purity. Strive to be humble-hearted. Show up and say, send me, I'll go. You will be used by God if you do this. And, and make it about souls, my friends. If you're focused on souls and the business of the Lord and speak, seeking his perfect will, you will flourish even in the middle of the storm. And remember, Jesus is in the boat. He has the power to calm the winds and the sea. Rest and trust in him. He is more than enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the word of the Lord. Listen, I know it's not easy right now when you're the only one in your family or you don't have a lot, you know, maybe your spouse doesn't even get it. Okay. Some of us have to deal with that even, right? Even our spouse, even those closest to us in our own home doesn't fully get it, hasn't got the download, isn't, isn't, you know, doesn't have the urgency. Okay. But here's the deal about that guy. Pray, pray for them. Have patience, be long suffering. Ask the Lord to move, ask the Lord to speak to their heart. Show them, show them in your own life, show them in your own. You know, our biggest uh, witness is, is how we act without even saying words. You know, what are we doing? You know them by their fruit, right? What are we doing? And, and are we doing it in love? Are we doing it in grace? Are we doing it in humility? Um, excuse me. Are we hungering and thirsting for righteousness? And so the, the people that have not understood what you're feeling, I, I would like to say, I think the Lord has given us this word to understand this. They're old wineskins. Listen, there's times I'll have people that want to come on the show and I'll do an interview. And I'm like, this person doesn't get anything that's going on right now. You know, I'll go have lunch with somebody who's a friend for years and they'll sit down and they have no urgency. They don't even know anything that's going on. You can tell they haven't got any fresh revelation. They're literally operating like church growth seminars and like old school, like what I would have heard back in like the 90s or, or the you know early 2000s when I was in you know finishing up Bible school. I mean, seriously. Like you, you would get the same from them if you would go back in time and, and you would have interviewed them in, in 2001, same thing right now. There's no urgency. There's no uh, anguish. There's no, there's nothing yet. I still believe many of them are saved. I'm not saying they're not saved, but would I call them a remnant person? I don't know. I mean, would I call them a new wineskin person? I don't think so. No, they're not new wineskin because the new wineskin are the people that God's anointed in this hour, there's a reason why the Lord has, has awakened you. You, you. you might just literally not understand it. Like, why am I awake? Why, how come I listen to this pastor? But like, if I turn this on for, you know, my family member or whatever, my friend, it's like, they, they just don't have the same, you know, I'm excited to hear the truth. I'm, you know, I'm passionate. I feel the Lord moving. I feel the presence of God. I feel, I feel God moving and speaking. And, you know, when, when we all get together, we feel the presence and the glory. And we know that something big is about to happen. I'm seeing miracles and signs and wonders. I'm seeing eardrums opening. I'm seeing cancer fall off. I'm seeing people get delivered. I'm telling you something huge is happening. And yet it's like some, you know, I, I, I always used to like blow my mind. We'd be in the church, you know, when I had the church for 17 years. And we'd be, we'd be having like a powerful service and, and the spirit of God is moving. People are at the altar weeping and crying. You know, they're getting delivered. And it's like this holy moment and this amazing thing. And then you got people in the back that are talking and, and just acting like nothing's even going on. Really? Like, that's why we say like, when we're at the altar, like everybody needs to stop. Like everybody needs to, you know, if you don't want to be involved, bow your heads, pray, intercede, become an intercessor, just something. Get in tune with the spirit. Don't miss what God is doing. You know, look, we're only together for like an hour on Sundays for the most part, right? Don't miss what God wants to speak to you today. There's a reason why you're tuned in. This, there's an anointing. That anointing is not me. It's on my best day of preaching. I can't make you feel that way. The reason why you feel the way you do is because God is moving right now. And he, he's a miracle working God. 
and he wants to move in such a way that you are just, I'm telling you, it's like nothing you've ever experienced in your life. It's the move of God. It's the move of the spirit. It's, it's healing. It's healing rain. And, you know, it's able to look that post that I put up about, you know, many of us, many of you that have been verbally abused and had people verbally abused. And so many of you chimed in on, thank you for chiming in. But I'm telling you, God wants to heal you of that today too. He wants to restore your heart. He wants to, you know, if you haven't felt that already, many of you have, many of you have gotten past that and you're thankful because the Lord has done it. But for those of you that are still carrying the weight and the burden and, and, the, and the hurt and the trauma, I just want to free you today. Maybe that's what we need to do right now. Why don't you put your hands out if that's you? Just put your hands out and receive this right now. I believe the Lord wants to do some healing right now. Healing from people's words. Oh, God, we need healing from people's words, what they've spoken. Somebody, somebody told you you were ugly, you were funny looking. Somebody told you that you'll never succeed. Somebody told you you're worthless or you're, you know, listen, those words are lies from the pit of hell. Those, are, those were never from the Lord and they were never true. And God wants to heal you of that today. Right now, just lift up your hands. Lord, I, I believe I feel warmth in my hand right now. I know that somebody is listening to this right now and getting a healing. Lord God, just let them feel your love. Let them feel your agape, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, many people are getting a healing right now. For that person right now that you're starting to tear up and you know it's you. You know it's you that I'm talking to right now. It's you, literally. Yes, it's you. Yes, God is healing you right now. God is going to heal your heart today. You are not going to carry this burden and this weight and this and this baggage anymore. God is healing you right now. Somebody had a spouse that just said the worst things and you've carried this around like, like a huge weight and burden shackle and it's kept you from ministry. It's kept you from your calling. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the truth. It's kept you from your calling and God is saying it needs to go. Today is your day of deliverance. Today is your day. Hallelujah. Receive it right now in Jesus name. Receive it right now in Jesus' name. Today is the day. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. He's moving right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. See, I knew that I was meant to do the service today. I knew the Lord was going to move. Thank you, God. The time is short, my friends. The time is short. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, Lord. Listen, those words, I'm going to tell you again, those were never from God. That was a demon that was speaking to you. And telling you those words and you and you let it hook in you. And God is saying, take it off today. Get rid of it. Rebuke it. The Bible says that 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 um, that it, it literally Satan has to flee. He has to flee in the name of Jesus. Literally. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus. The name. Just start calling out the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible also says resist the devil and he will flee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Resist the devil. Lord, I pray right now that people are resisting the devil right now in the name of Jesus Christ, that they're resisting the devil, the lies from the pit of hell that have been spoke over them. These words, life and deaths in the power of the tongue, healing, 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 healing right now in Jesus name, healing in Jesus name, healing in Jesus name. Get it up and get it out. Get it up and get it out right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to wait right now because somebody's literally getting that deliverance right now. You say, oh my gosh, what's happening? The spirit of God is moving. It's not me. It's the spirit of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you. There's been somebody that's been weary. You've been so weary and you're just exhausted. You've been down. You've been down. Even though you're a powerful remnant warrior, you've been down because you feel defeated. And the Lord's telling you, you're not defeated. In fact, listen, your breakthrough is so close. If you knew how close it was, you would be shocked. You'd be shocked how close it was. But the devil is trying to rob you of it. The devil is trying to make you put your head down. And God is saying, put your head up and start praising the Lord. Just start praising the Lord right now. Jesus, thank you, God. Jesus, thank you, Lord, for my situation. Thank you. Whatever the situation is, if your kids are in rebellion, if your spouse is in rebellion, your marriage is struggling, if your finances, just start praising God for what he's going to do. Lord, you're going to do it. Thank you for what you're going to do. The breakthrough is coming. Thank you, God. Start speaking life because life and death's in the power of the tongue. God wants to do it, friends. I'm telling you, this is the God that we serve. We're new wine skin. We understand that you can't fit old wine. In, I mean, new wine in old wine skin. You can't fit old wine in new wine skin. Stop with the Pharisee stuff. Stop with the religious stuff. 
This is about a relationship. I will never judge. I don't care if you've been a biker with a bunch of tattoos on methamphetamine all your life. I don't care if you've been cracked out or wherever. I don't care. Listen, that's you're the one that Christ came for. You, not for some prim to the prim, you know, person that thinks they all got it figured all out. Let them go figure that out. God came for you. He came for the sinner. He came for me. He came for the sinner. I'm tired of religiosity. I'm tired of the Pharisees. I'm tired of people that have been trying to shame you for years to make you think that you don't belong in the body of Christ. You belong more than they do. You belong more than the Pharisees because the Pharisees have missed the mark. And the old wineskin religiosity establishment Christian, whatever you want to call it, the crinos, Christians in name only. Okay, listen, this is what God is doing. You said, come out from among them. Be ye holy for I am holy. Stand for the entirety of the word of God. If you get to know the word of God and you stand for the entirety of the word of God and you start being about souls, I'm telling you, if you're in financial peril right now, you say, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know how I'm going to pay my credit cards. I don't know how I'm going to pay my mortgage. I'm going to tell you something right now. You start making your mission about souls and about being about the work of the kingdom. Start tithing. Maybe you never tithed before. You say, well, how can I tithe? I only have 10 bucks in my account. I'm telling you right now, it's an act of faith. It's an act of faith. Listen, there's been people that have abused tithing. I get it. They're driving around in, you know, fancy cars and flying around in jets and doing stupid stuff. They're going to have to answer to God for that. This is not this ministry. You will not see that here. Okay. We fear the Lord. I'm not here to judge or condemn those other people. They have to answer for God. Okay. But I'm just trying to tell you, I'm not asking you because I want your money. I'm asking you because I, I believe that it's going to bless you. I believe God wants to bless your situation. We believe that the, the, there's a transfer from the wicked to the righteous. We believe that God is moving. I'm telling you, I've seen it time and time and time again, time and time and time again. I can't even tell you how many times. Listen, we've been doing, let me just share something with you. We've been going around the country. You know how expensive it is to go around the country and to bring all your stuff and all that. You know, there's a lot of logistics and all this different stuff involved in many of the things that I don't talk about. How do we pay the bill? How does it happen? How does it, I don't, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I just say, God, am I meant to go? He says, go. We don't have any of the money for it. He says, go. I say, okay, here we're going to go. You know, and then it's like the bills start coming in and then it's like the finances coming. But it has to be faith because if I would be waiting on the finances before I say yes, it would never come. God wants me to operate in faith. If he says go, go. And if, he, if I go, he's going to provide. And that's what's happening. And we're seeing people all over the country. I've been in beaches and all different places where people get baptized. I'm telling you, so much stuff has been going on. People are coming to the Lord in droves. I mean, this is like unlike anything I've ever seen before. And that's just one aspect of it. People are getting healed. They're getting delivered. They're getting set free. Why? Because it's new wineskin. The Lord is moving. He's ready to move. But we can't get into that religiosity, apathy, complacency. We can never go back to that place again. It's a new season, my friends. It's a new season in your life. It's a new season in the body of Christ. God is coming back for a spot, spotless church. Not that doesn't mean that we don't that we don't sin. Of course we sin. He is without sin. Throw the first stone. Uh, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Bible talks about sin. Yes, there's sin. But the thing is, is we're repentant and we're willing to stand for truth. And we're not going to be apathetic. We're not going to be complacent. There is an urgency. We have anguish we understand where we are in the timeline we understand what the word of god says and we hunger and thirst for righteousness hallelujah hallelujah jesus 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 there's something about your name listen before i close here i just want you to do this right now start saying his name just right now just say it look we're not going to have fancy stuff on the live broadcast you're not even going to hear piano in the background i know it's uncomfortable okay but just do this for a second just forget about where you are and, and what you're doing and just literally get in the presence of God right now. Can you do that for the next couple of minutes? Just start getting in the presence of God right now. Just start saying, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Just start praising him right now. Jesus, Jesus, we call upon your name. Jesus, just speak his name, church. Jesus, Jesus, speak his name over your situation. Speak his name over your pain, over your anguish, over your concerns. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, we need you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Jesus over our situation with our kids. Jesus over our marriage. Jesus over our finances. Some of you are single. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Paul was single. Jesus was single. You're praying for a spouse? Jesus. 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 You're not praying for a spouse. Jesus. Jesus. You're happy and content where you are. Great. That's the best place you can be. Jesus. Call upon his name, church. Jesus. Thank you for my health. 
Thank you for my family. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my vehicle. Thank you for the things you blessed me with. Thank you for my church. Thank you for my pastor. Thank you, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm telling you, there's something about that name. There's something about that name. Whatever you're going through, there's nothing more powerful than the name of Jesus. There's nothing more powerful than the name of Jesus. Jesus is more than enough. He's going to get us through and we're going to be victorious. Don't worry. The Bible says, what good does worrying do? It doesn't do any good. In fact, it's a sin. Don't worry. Lay it down at the foot of the cross today. Lay it down. Whatever your burden, whatever your stress, whatever your concern, whatever your fear, whatever your doubt, whatever your physical ailment, lay it down today. Right now, we're going to lay it down. Jesus. 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 There's something about that name. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I, people are getting set free in droves right now. Jesus. 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 Who is this crazy man? I just love the Lord. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 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 I'm telling you, he did it for me. He'll do it for you. Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you for meeting us, Lord. I know we're a little bit crazy. You say we're a peculiar people, God. But we love you. I just thank you for these precious people. I thank you for them tuning in today. I pray they get their breakthrough if they didn't get it yet today. I pray they bask in your presence and in your glory. I pray they'd say your name, Lord God, and demons would flee and their situation would be restored, Lord God. You're God of restoration, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That job that you've been praying for, God's about to do something. Stand up, stand firm. Don't, don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. All right, before we go, I want to give you an opportunity to say, Pastor, something happened today. I don't know what it was, but I felt the presence of God. I want to give my heart to Jesus Christ. If you want to do that, that's what this is all about. It's about yanking you out of darkness, bringing you in the light and life of Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the light. There's no one that comes to the Father except through him. Are you ready to do that today? Lift up your hand wherever you are. Say, Pastor Todd, that's me. I know you're at home. I may not see you, but God sees you. Lift your hand up. I give my heart to the Lord today. Repeat this prayer after me if you're going to do that. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the cross of Calvary. I thank you that you died on that cross for me. I thank you that you rose again on the third day. And Lord God, you say in your word, who shall ever believe in their heart and confess their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord shall be saved. So today I confess with my heart and my mouth that Jesus, you are. I believe in my heart that you are Lord, you are Lord, you are Savior, and I will live for you all the days of my life. I give my heart to you. Thank you, Lord. This day, I will serve you forevermore. I walk out of darkness and I walk into light. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you did that today, I want to hear from you. Give me a text right now. Last last week, I think we had eight people that text. Uh, I'd love to hear from you today. I'd love to get an email at todd.coconato at rlcus.org, todd.coconato at rlcus.org. You can go to pastortodd.org, write me an email. It's right there on the website. It says message that goes right to my inbox. I will see it. And uh, I would love to hear from you. And we'd love to send you a Bible. We'd love to pray with you. And anything that you need, I want to make sure if I'm your pastor, that I'm getting back to you. So if I have not got back to you, please graciously send me one more email and just say, Pastor, I never heard from you. So I want to make sure I do get back to you because I really do care. I mean that. I love you. And I, I take this very seriously. So I'm so thankful for you. Thank, thank you to all of the people of God all around the world that have come to this service this morning. And I just pray blessings and favor on your week. It's going to be a good week, a powerful week. Remember, you are not defeated. Lay it at the foot of the cross and leave it there. Your burdens, your fears, your concerns, your doubts, your worries, leave it at the foot of the cross. Your yoke is easy and your burden is light because he cares for you. He died on the cross for you. He cares for you. He loves you. He made you fearfully and wonderfully for a time as this. And we'll be back next week. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of the day. Talk to you soon.